0: So, good evening, hello, and welcome everyone to the 38th epi- episode of The Undermined, and my guest today as last time, uh, it's Antiga. Uh, hi, Antiga, how are you doing?
1: Good, good morning.
0: And Freakling, and of course, uh, we will continue last uh, cast's topic and everything. Hi, Freakling, how are you doing?
2: Fine, thank you. Nice to have Back.
0: nice to have you back so uh first of all let's have some news events discussions etc then we can get back to the i'm sure a very long topic of map design and everything about maps because yeah we we kind of uh, just scratched the surface last time so uh Quick update about uh, SNAIL, StarCraft Human and AI League. Uh, Most of you uh, probably uh, saw the announcement that it is in closed beta now. That means that uh, a select few people uh, can get access to it. Uh, The registration works on the website now. I just worked uh, on it a little bit today. Uh, If you're a bot author, you're automatically eligible to participate in the closed beta, and I would like you to register. Uh, that's enough. You can find uh, any info on my site. So, and let's not dive into it uh, much more. Uh, I'm working on the website at the moment. Expect updates soon. Uh, yeah, and of course, feature creep is real. Uh, recently, I realized I need to need to implement some uh, security measures, so to speak. Okay, um, and uh, usual starting points, uh, what you've been up to first, and uh, well, Antiga, I think you have a lot to talk about. Uh, Some, let's start with AIST. How is it, how is it going? Uh, Is there anything new? Is there anything we should know?
1: Sure, so AIST registration is complete. We've got eight bots playing. Um, some returning contenders this year from previous years, and some bots that have been updated that were a little bit older. Just pulling up the list here now while I'm thinking about it. So we've got Lucutis, McRave playing Zerg, Microwave playing Zerg, of course, Lita Bot playing Terran. So Lita's confident at this point that he has a 4.4 update that should work well. Banana Brain will be playing Protoss, Purple Wave will be playing Protoss, of course. Dragon's entered his turn, and Willy T is in his turn. So we've got eight registrants for this year. Um, bots are due on the 28th, along with uh, sourcing combine, uh, combined binaries. And then shortly thereafter, I'll start running the tournament. And when I get it done is when I'll get it done. <laughs> At that of point. Um, and we'll see where it goes. i excited to see how the tournament plays out. We've got some strong competitors and uh, really some leaders in the uh, human versus AI sort of area. Um, uh, some of which are doing really well on Schnail and getting updated for that closed beta as well in parallel to AIST.
0: That's awesome to hear. And uh, recently you had a little bit of a meetup in New York City, if I'm not very much mistaken. Can you tell a few words about that and who, who was there and how was it?
1: Sure. So I was in New York City for AAAI, which is an um, AI conference. Um, how Pan uh, was presenting a paper there um, that I had an acknowledgment on. Um, in relation to build order selection and optimized customized algorithm for that. Is that paper Um, public? It is. Uh, It's linked in the Discord under the educational section. Um, And if you want to exploit the um, openers of your opponents, it is a really quite important read. It's sort of state of the art of build order selection for openers at the current time
0: i will link it in the uh, podcast description so how was the meetup
1: great um i was only there for the one day and you know the night before but we went out to um uh what's it called that it's it starts with an s delicatessen the really nice pastrami place in new york city um i gotta remember what it is, but at any rate, um, went out there, had dinner, which was really nice. Got to spend hours and hours talking about bots. It was uh, myself, Dan Gant, um, Brian Weber from um, uh, ConeyBot, and uh, Hal Pan. The four of us together, uh, so we got to talk a lot, of, a lot about bot development and what's going on in the community and all that sort of stuff and sort of. Um, brainstorm ideas on future bot development and stuff like that, uh, which is really very enjoyable. So had a good time um, Then went to the conference the next day, which is all about uh, games and AI and things like that. Um, After I had left, the other guys ran into some of the guys from the side of team uh, from South Korea. Uh, It does sound like that it's unlikely they'll probably be uh, more updates from the side of crew, but um, so that's a little unfortunate, but really just a great opportunity to meet everyone, enjoy time together um, and have a good
0: time. I'm glad to hear that. Anything uh, about that brainstorming you would like to share? Um
1: um. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, it's just fun to get together and talk, but um, you know, it's and it's really interesting. But you know, there's some fun talking about what future strategies and things like that that people will do and things like that. So, uh, the name of the place was Cat's Delicatessen. It was (laughs) very strong.
0: Good, and uh, I'm I'm sure Nightcats would have preferred that place.
1: So it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. That's an unpaid advertisement, by the way. We are not endorsed, sadly. This is a not so subtle, subtle hint, so to to just bribe us. So, yeah. <laughs> next up. Oh, and uh, Freakling, uh up what you've been up to lately, and uh, uh, yeah, generally how you've been and what you've been working on uh, in the past. I think it was one month since we had the last cast, or about that
2: probably a month yes well what have i been up to um mostly working on uh inner coven of course which is um, the map of mine which is uh currently used in the asl and um well it was quite a bit of work to get that thing ready for the asl because of all kinds of balance but updated. What?
0: Uh, what kind of balance issues? I'm I'm actually curious. I'm I'm not uh, smart enough to figure well, those it's, game it's, issues out. It's
2: mostly an island map, and it turns out that uh, at the current state, um, Terrans have a bit of a disadvantage, or at least have a disadvantage on the island maps that we have seen, like for example, Sparker are now in our coven. Um, So yeah, that's still not fully resolved, I think. And well, the last week before ASL, they they were still uh, pushing uh, updates like on a daily basis to try and figure something out, which at the current state means the map has changed quite a bit. Um, So yeah. Basically, I'm trying to put it back together right now. Um, otherwise, I've been doing some work for some maps, which we will see at the upcoming uh, Brute War Clan League. And yeah, that's it, uh, basically, mostly. I mean, <laughs> that's quite a lot, actually, because I've been working for like dozens of hours already again on inner coven. So, yeah.
1: So, you've had, I had had seen that it went from like version one to version like 1.2, and there were so many updates. Um, So, even though the tournament is going on currently, you're still pushing updates? The map wasn't locked. Uh, I mean, um,
2: right now, It is what it is, but if you look at it, you can probably see like they changed it from a map that was basically purely, i, but technically purely island, but purely island play style with um, disruption reps everywhere that would stop units from attacking. And the current version has gone like halfway back to a ground map where you can push through the middle through some um, destructible buildings, right?
1: Yeah.
2: So, um, but what all they did was basically, apart from some other small changes, is to like superimpose that on the structure of the old map. So now there's all this terrain in place, which was meant to like um, basically to to work to closely interact with those disruption webs and not with what it's now with the. well, the middle is basically a, um, become a destruction map. So, what I'm now doing is change the middle back again, or back again to change the middle so it better suits uh, this kind of map. And additionally, I am trying to add some things like drop cliffs around the map that would um, that would further help Terran to to get a, a, little, a little advantages in the early game. Or, uh, on that map because I think they still need it, um, and yeah, um, I I'm not sure if ASL would then use it. Probably not before the round of 24 anyway, because well, it doesn't really make sense to change the map uh, during um, during the first round, and that wouldn't be fair to the players actually, because like one half of the players would play on one version of the map and the other on another with a different uh, balance. So that <laughs> I wouldn't advise that. So, oh, but yeah, of course I'm still working on that because I think it's still not nearly uh, the best version of itself that it could be. So yeah, there's still a lot of work to do there. <laughs>
1: When I was watching the ASL games, um, some of the map features I think you know really stand out as being obvious and what they're for. But I was curious what the uh, three waypoint beacon things in the center. Yeah, that's, um, that's
2: just uh, decoration. That's just for looking cool. Um, okay. <laughs> it's not right. really Mostly, anything.
1: Do they serve? You know, it's one of those things you look you're looking at the game and you're like, what is that for?
2: Well, actually, the the, the or original, Have you seen the very original version of the map? Like, remember? There's so one. many. One moment, uh, if I can find it.
0: Yeah, we can post the link later. I'm curious how, ma- how many I hours. I posted.
2: Uh, yep. Yeah. Here it is in the screenshot. I hope. Wait, there.
0: Oh yeah, so let me if, let if me look at that,
2: that one. Uh, I'd advise uh, you can just click in the picture, and you know it will give you a, a big picture, right? Um, uh, what you have there is please. you have three beacons in the center, which actually have player colors on them. So that was meant to be um, scouting aid, basically um because on an island map that has more than two spawns it can be hard to find your opponent's base and then find out what build aura they are doing and so that becomes a bit of luck basically and you can basically lose because you're blind to what your opponent is doing right so this was uh is one of the concepts i came up for for island maps to well to to basically make them a bit easier on players and to generally help Zerg, of course, because you can, uh, overlords are the first air scout you can get of any race, right? So, um, yeah, but on this map, because it's actually not a real island map, but you can scout by ground, it was was deemed uh, unnecessary. So I dropped that, but then I, Got those beacons back in in a different form, just as decoration, because I just liked
1: it how it looked. Basically, uh, that's it. Um, so, just to clarify, so it's possible to make beacons that show the direction of the opponent, like in the map center. Yes, um, that would like light up. And so you would know which direction to scout? Is that that's what you're that's saying? That's
2: exactly it, yes. I posted. Oh. I just posted another link to another map of mine. Uh,
0: which, sorry, um, uh, your more... Twitch is a little bit borked. Just please uh, post the links uh, here in the Discord channel, too, and I will make sure that uh, on Twitch they appear.
2: This oh, I... is a map called uh, Flight Path for quite obvious reasons, I guess. Well, that's, this is actually not the very newest version, but uh, you can you can see the lines of beacons to, towards the center, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's much so more cool.
2: much more useful here because it's actually um, a true island map, of course. And what you can do now is uh, to uh, to scout the center, and then you know which direction to go to find your opponent, right? with an overlock, for example, Ah. or with a flying barracks or flying eBay or something like that as Terran. And you don't... shuttle as Protoss. And And it works out of the box. What do you mean out of the box? Uh,
0: I mean, you don't need to use map settings or anything. This is an actual feature of a map. This
2: this actually works in uh, in, in melee mode, but with a few caveats, of course. the major caveat is that you can't uh, place uh, units or unit sprites belonging to uh, a player, right? You can only place them for the neutral player, for player twelve, right? For the light bluish player, it was in the uh, at least in the original. Um,
1: Does that mean no uh, critters?
2: Starcraft. No critters. Um, are normally placed f- for. Okay, let's let's go through it st- systematically, right? Uh, there are players one, two, eight, which are the normal players. And in the melee mm-hmm. map, all you can place for the normal players are the starting locations. And then the game will replace those with a resource depot and workers and an overlord in case of a Zerg at game start, right? And it's all. And then there's uh, the neutral neutral player, player 12, which is the player which all uh, the resources, for example, have to belong to. These are player 12. And critters um, are also player 12, or the neutral, pl- neutral player in a melee map. You have to place mm-hmm. them as uh, Player twelve, and resources and critters are actually the the only units you can place as units on the map, and they will appear in game. Because, well, that's what it was uh, intended to original by Blizzard, right? The like uh, resources you need on the map, and critters are just like these neutral units There's, that crawl around and give some flavor or annoy you or whatever. Um, and that's all you needed for melee mode. That what more was never intended. But uh, of course it turned out that there's a bit of a workaround in that you can place um, basically any unit as a unit sprite, which is original something that comes from installation uh, tile set. Have you ever played any of the installation levels of StarCraft? hmm and you know, there are these, sto- these doors everywhere and those little turrets that come out of the ground and shoot you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are, um, well, what, what it's called a dude it in the editor, editor, of course. So they are basically terrain, but they have a sprite on them. And the sprite in that case is also a unit or is converted to a unit by the game um, to make it that work.
0: I remember playing the Terran campaign and uh, getting disappointed that I couldn't build those uh, floor turrets uh, (laughs) when I first played StarCraft.
2: And, um, but you can place. um, You can't only place those as, uh, as unit sprites, but you can place any unit as a unit sprite basically with SCM draft, which is a nice little glitch or workaround that well, of course, was discovered at some point when map editors became powerful enough to support it. And um, of course, that has been used in many forms, like neutral buildings to block some passages or something that's pretty much a normal feature on maps right now, so yeah. But again, you have to place those as neutral players, or again, they won't show up on the melee map in melee play mode. So what can you do? You can place uh, neutral beacons for example, and then place um, a player colored beacon on top, or you can just use the player colored beacon without the uh, unit sprite at all if you want, uh, if you don't want it to be clickable like a real beacon. If you uh, place the uh, beacons in the player colors, so you know, the player color beacons, as a, a pure sprite. Pure sprites can have any player color, can belong to any player, and will still show up in melee mode. So that's how it is done. By either just using the pure sprite or stacking the pure sprite on top of the unit sprite. Yeah.
1: It's,
0: it's, uh, so. Sounds fascinating. It's uh, like uh such such a hack right or i don't know such such a roundabout way to go all the
2: time basically to well to to get sometimes to get things to work properly at all (laughs) with starcraft and sometimes well to come up with new things right to like this uh scouting help for island maps or like something else, like for example, something that's only become, uh, well, I think by now it's really become popular and mainstream. Um, you, if you have resources on top of the resource depot or, or on top of the starting location.
0: Yeah, like fastest map ever. where the, oh, the,
2: the, yeah, you have them right on the bottom and you have stacked them. Now, I mean, if there, if if they are north, not to the left or to the right or to the bottom, right? But to the top of it. But workers normally spawn at the bottom, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For example, if you, if you have a starting look or if you have a main base at the top of the map, like for example on Aztec, you have this top base, right? Have you do you need a link or do you know how the map looks like? Uh, I think
0: we need a link. Um, but if we we do not, the, the audience certainly does.
2: Okay, I'll post a link so we all know which map we are talking about. So this is Aztec, which is uh, one or has been for a long time one of the more standard and most, uh, most used, most favorite um, three player maps around. And as you can see, there is one starting location and one main base, which is right on top of the, but it's it's against the the top side of the map, not in the corner or to the left or right. Mm -hmm. So what, what, but as you can see, The minerals here are still to the left of the starting location, right? And the gas, of course, is on top because it has to be on top or to the left to mine properly, which is something we discussed last time in some detail. Right. So, but the the important thing here, which I'm talking about, is that the minerals are to the left. Why are they to the left? Because if you think about it, or if you actually play the map, you realize that this is uh, quite a bit of a problem because of course the minerals here are much more exposed to well any kind of harassment basically. It could be uh, just mutilisks flying in or it could be a, a Terran block, uh, dropping some vultures or Protoss dropping a river, whatever. It's, it's, it's basically more vulnerable to vulnerable. <laughs> To all these kinds of harassment so ideally what you would want to do is place the minerals against the edge so like on the other spots too and then the gas to the left right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah but you can do that on top
2: why isn't this done here any ideas
1: I'm not sure. Um all I know is as Terran you really don't want to spawn on the top <laughs> because you'll just get murdered by Mutas. <laughs> um I'm not sure what's why could well, It's a very simple reason.
2: Your work, your workers, your initial workers particularly spawn on the bottom of the resource depot on the command center or whatever, right? Mhm. So if you want to split them to the minerals, they have to go around all around the command or the resource depot until they are there, which is quite inefficient. um, Both in hard economic numbers, of course, because they they arrive late, but it's also very awkward to to micro and stuff like that, and um, therefore that would be also a disadvantage and. Yeah, so what do you do? Classically, you would then do this kind of bad compromise where you would just have an exposed mineral line or um, another example would be... Um,
1: so could this be time. compensated for? So like on, this yeah, example we're looking I'm... At on Aztec, either you have like, you have Five mineral patches that are the forward closest ones for like the top location. Yeah, that's what I'm.
2: I'm getting it step by step. Ah. So now I posted the link to Outsider, another okay. very very uh, well known three player map, of course, where you can see. Okay, now here there's a bit of a different compromise, which is that the minerals curve around, basically for the top and bottom mm-hmm. bases. Mm-hmm. Um, this is fine, I guess, but if you if you look at the top base, okay, um, they curve around. This means you can split a bit better, a bit. It's not optimal still because the mineral patches are still quite far away from where your workers spawn and you can't really split to the three uh, closest and fastest patches either. So I wouldn't say this is Anywhere close to optimal, but well, it's it's another comprom- compromise you could go for classically. So, what do we do nowadays? Um, looking for the last link,
0: ah, okay, which I...
2: is, of course, which uh, then the currently most played three player map, uh, which is Sylphid.
0: Oh, yeah, I like this map actually,
2: or Silph- Silphid, sulfide, sulfide. it's called by now, which is actually the correct form, I think. Um, so, well, it's... I'm not sure, is this even the right one? Wait a second. It's neosilphid.
0: Yeah, that was... It's the
2: right one, but you can't really see what's going on there, so not, not at the picture, at least. But that's not much of a some... problem because alternatively I could just send you one of my maps to, 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 to show it. Uh, this is wait a second. This is quintessence, which is uh, the um, well a map of mine which is currently played in the uh, BSL
0: yeah I, I just wanted to say bsi
2: what we do with it nowadays as you can see there are some critters around those that top location right and mm-hmm. well they they are hallucinated and they partly overlap with the starting locations and that pushes the workers on top and that, well
1: oh. yeah, that's- the, wow,
2: that's how you then get workers spawning on top of the uh, starting location, and that fixes the issue. And you can do uh, mineral lines against the top edge and have no problems. Uh,
0: yeah. And they don't disappear, that's... or or uh, how well
2: it... um, the 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 critters? Yep. Well, if a player starts at that location, they are because they overlap with the. Uh, building space of the starting location, they will be removed by the engine right at game start, so they won't interfere in any way, right? And because they are hallucinated, um, even if a player doesn't spawn there, they will just appear in thin air after, what is it, two and a half minutes or something like that, right?
0: Yeah, after the hallucination. Uh,
2: so usually Dead. you won't scout them or anything. They are-
1: just poof and begun. <laughs> that makes the start locations even more balanced. Yes.
0: Yeah, and so, did you c- came is, up this with is this, is this idea?
2: Just an example for the kind of like workarounds you have to come up with often to improve things or make things work or unbelievable. Come up with new things, as I said.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask, uh, how much work was uh, Inner Coven so far? And uh, how uh, does it relate to the average amount of hours you've spent on the map?
2: Oh, Inner Coven um, is a special case in many regards, of course. First of all, um, those disruption maps. Like, it's it's a really, really hard thing to work with. even to place them correctly, right? Because
0: um, yeah,
2: um, SCM draft at least currently can only display um, collision boxes um, for units right now for actual units, and of course you need to the collision box to to see how big or what space the 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 web actually takes um, because that determines for one, how you can place it because you can only place it on uh, on completely walkable ground. And then which area it affects it because um, units actually have to overlap with it uh, to, for it to work. So to, to, to for it to block uh, the unit's attack. Uh, and then the next thing of course is for it to really work and that some strange things occur because well it disruption maps on maps is not really a new thing of course it has been right, around forever basically and one of the the usual problems which occurred and occurred on maps which used it was that you usually until very unlike unless very careful, um, you would have some some weird spots where something particularly a zergling, of course, because zerglings are very small, could just hide in behind the web and attack something that would be under the web, but you couldn't attack the zergling with melee units or something like that. So um, basically, what I had to do was I had. Uh, I wanted to avoid any little, even very small spots and any spots of two by two uh, mini tiles is enough for a circling to fit in, right? So I had to uh, completely manually edit, edit every tile around those webs to only allow spots smaller than that. So no circling could, or any other unit but you know, of course, circling is the smallest. So circling is what you have to look out for here. Um, could step outside the webs and then be able to attack. So that's that was a lot of work. And of course it's it's an, an unusual type of terrain work. So I had to figure out how to best go about it first and so on. There's lots of other weird exotic terrain I use on the map. and it was a completely new concept, and then I had to update it multiple times for ASL for all the different stages from the map competition to the testing to then the actual tournament, of course. And, well, I guess I have probably worked for it for way over 100 hours by now. Oh, wow. But that's... Uh... I wouldn't say that's usual, but I would say 50 hours for a map to really get it fleshed out is not unusual, so.
1: So what was the process Uh, like getting feedback uh, as you went through these different stages with the map? Like, what kind of feedback did you get that caused you to do certain things? Well, Um, I mean, the, the first line of feedback, of
2: course, is uh, posting it on Net and see what other map makers think about it. And well,
0: it's...
2: okay, that the...
0: And uh, de- do you have a it's dedicated... All,
2: most, most of that map thread is actually a bit of a running gag of making posts mine by different people and what, yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, then, um, well, what was the next step of feedback? There was then um, the ASL had this map competition and the the judges, basically ASL staff members, I guess, um, gave some opinions about the maps and well but that was more like okay we like the idea and that was mostly it uh, except for well they they also pointed out that they really thought that uh, those beacons in the middle wouldn't be needed on this map because you could scout by ground very easily with actually a pretty short distance between the bases um so that was the first thing i removed those beacons and Well, then there was this uh, playtesting where uh, Korean uh, professional players played um, a couple of uh, um, team melee games on it. And there I got some feedback from the players, but, well, (laughs) it's pretty interesting, of course. Like Terran Terran players basically said, uh, well, this is mostly okay, and I think we have many options here, something like that. Which of course uh, was probably not that accurate because now that the lab, map has been played a bit more in in on on ladder or not on ladder but uh, you know in, in, in
0: So you do have a
2: and on in spawn games and on the ASL, It seems like it's still and despite some more last minute changes, um, not very t- uh, Terran favored. Other things were pointed out, like uh, the, the the natural bases or the, the neutral bases between the um, uh, the mains should be closer to the uh, mains, so they could be easier defended. So, what I did was uh, the original uh, map had, uh, of course, only six bases on the outer ring, and then six island bases. Uh, Closer to the middle, and so the uh, those were. Uh, uh, now the map has um, uh, well more. What is it? Nine bases on the outer ring, which are of course closer together now, and only three island bases in the middle. And a middle base in the very center was added because players thought that should be used more because the middle basically wasn't very important on that map, right? So yeah, those those changes, those were based on player feedback. And well, yeah, like right now, the best feedback of course I have is looking at the statistics, watching some games on stream or in the ASL, KCM matches, stuff like that. And, well, seeing what what's it up, and it seems like, mm, yeah, uh, it's a very nice Protoss versus Zerg map, of course, which is great, because, well, if you, classically uh, Protoss was just imbalanced on island maps and Zerg, uh, Zerg really struggled, then that's actually a huge improvement, and now we only have the problem of balancing Tehran, basically. Which, uh, again, is not that much of a problem because there have always been very Terran-favorite island maps around, like, for example, what's it called? Hall of Valhalla, or do you need links? Or I sent you map links, or so we know what we are talking about? Or?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not the latest. Uh, uh, you mentioned something called Valhalla. Is that, is that right?
2: All of Valhalla, yes, it's an...
0: I I think we haven't got that link. Okay, now we do it.
2: There it is. I had to look at it. Uh, Now I have to find it.
0: Ah, no. Uh, Okay, in the meantime, I just uh, let me fill the (laughs) silence a bit. So yeah, I wanted to ask that if you have a dedicated Team of players that can help you out, but if those uh, players are actually Korean professional uh, players, that's that's I think that's that's just the best thing you yeah, can but that's,
2: have. That's that now because it's an ASL map, of course. It's it's normally not easy to well, the, the easiest way to get some serious play testing done on a map is to get the map, map into some tournament into some league and then look how it turns out, right? And because players are usually not willing to really hardcore play a map uh, if it's not uh, played in some tournament which either they are uh, participating in or something like that or if it's on ladder.
1: Yeah, there's no because, incentive otherwise. Well,
2: players because also have limited time, I guess, and there's always quite a few maps around, so. Your time uh, is there's limited. No there's or... to play a map maybe players will play a map once for fun or something like that, but of course, uh, the one for fun game won't really give you much of an idea, neither the player nor the map maker, what it will actually play like usually because, um, well, typical typical feedback you'll get after one game is often, or after, having players have just have a look at the map is often you know look at this spot tanks will be in there something like that and then you would you fix some things and then it turns out the map is actually pretty hard on terran and that was probably not the most urgent issue but um so yeah that's okay i can say about that
0: uh, let me bring up a point that, uh, a little bit, you said you, you uh, watch the statistics and play data. Now, uh, that is something we can absolutely provide to you as a bot community. Uh, granted that is a little bit... Uh, um,
2: but na- you, yes? you probably have a hard time getting games played on something like in the cavern as well, I guess, because... We can try. Can ...probably not handle it right.
0: Uh, yeah, um, I wanted to bring up that topic because, yeah, we talked about this. And uh, I'd, I'm not sure how uh, bots would handle that map, to be honest. I think uh, some bots could, some bots can, but um, many bots use the same terrain analyzing libraries. So uh, it's mostly a question of uh, if those libraries can handle it properly. And by handling it uh it's it's not a matter of it's it's not like a bot will break i i mean that can happen but it's usually just uh, a bot will start uh, start doing uh, not so optimal or downright stupid moves because it didn't evaluate the terrain, the terrain properly uh, but uh, you you yeah you uh, brought up this point before the stream so um what is uh, uh, how would you you uh, ask about this, or or how can uh, how can we help you uh, uh, figure this stuff out?
2: But how how you could help me figuring uh, out stuff? Uh,
0: yeah, 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 like, like testing uh, maps. Uh, yes. I uh, don't
2: know. I I'm not I'm not quite sure that having bot games played on maps would be so helpful because. Um, I'm not sure that bot balance would necessarily uh, be a good representation
1: of player balance, right? So um, that's somewhat different. Yes. Um, just a comment about the previous question about um, bots in specific maps. Generally, if a map doesn't have walkable distance between two locations, it can generally only be run in specialized tournaments because the majority of bots don't support, you know, scouting over minerals or other specialized controls. So in AIST, I've had um, Third World and Sparkle as maps, but those are for a sort of specialist, more uh, high-end bot-style tournament. And really the bots will be developed on those, but they only play a limited number of games, more like a human-style ladder uh, during during the tournament. So with AIST, I'm a little more open to more creative or interesting maps. Uh, but most of the traditional ladders really can't support it because they do uh, games in such volume, and so many of the bots supporting odd features um, would lead to uh, 60-minute games on timeout and slow the ladder play speed for the bots that couldn't leave the base and result in a lot of ties. So it ends up being wasted um, computational time.
0: Also, uh, a point we brought up last time that uh, like mi- mineral mining rate and uh, those hard to measure things we can absolutely support you with. Uh, I remember you asking about uh, around uh, about uh, stuff like that. Uh, did you get any kind of cooperation so far? I would like to ha- help you on, on that, but uh, I, I personally don't, don't have any time I... for that.
2: All right, sorry for the interruption, I'm back.
0: No problem. Uh, Well, well, please continue.
2: Well, um, I think we are touching on a lot of topics right now. So let me just quickly uh, finish my little bit about island maps and island balance. Um, I posted another link to a map called Desert Fox, which is also, well, not technically an island map, but it plays like an island map. As another example, so. Uh, this and uh, Hall of Valhalla are um, to, I wanted to bring up to demonstrate how an island map can actually be very good for a Terran. And what you will notice if you look at uh, either of these, is probably that there are lots of spots where tanks can just, um, can just um, attack, uh, expansions, right, Well they can just tank uh, mineral lines and obliterate an opponent's um, economy, and of course the other thing they have in common is that they have a pretty open connected middle where uh, tank Goliath armies can move very freely. So that's two things, like uh, good spots for tanks or tank drops and uh, a more uh, interconnected middle where ground armies can fare a bit better even though it's an island map which would help uh, terran a lot um so i guess that's uh, that's what i'm looking at right now for further um development of of island maps which i think so think have a lot of potential but course uh, need a bit need a bit time still to to really get the formula right I guess so that's what I wanted to say about that next thing you said this uh, the mineral mining well as I as I, as I already said one thing I am planning is uh, to 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 write a, a, a mining tracker basically a, a bot that only keeps accurate uh, accurate uh, only Takes accurate data of uh, mining rates and worker movement. Basically, um, I'm not come very far with that so far though because I had so many maps to work up on. So, yeah, but I'm sure I will <laughs> post you about that on the uh, on the uh, StarCraft AI Discord uh, soon.
1: Some yeah. pretty accurate internal tools um, if you collaborated with a an author you could just have them shut off everything except for mining and just use that aspect with it okay um, um well
2: what what they probably don't have what i would like to have is that they output the data right into like some some uh, uh some ideally something that like like an excel uh uh, what's it called? Spreadsheet. Spreadsheet, right, right, into some kind of spreadsheet where you could easily uh work it with it further or um, or um, or it well uh, extra spreadsheet data of you know like just how many frames a worker does what basically tracking uh-huh. anything from from location to what what order it is on so is it moving is it returning minerals is it mining is it just waiting right um to like all the vector data like location speed uh turning rates acceleration um not really a technical thing, challenge course, i think is i am hello what hey Sorry.
0: I just said, uh, from a technical standpoint, that's not, not really a challenge. We can absolutely do it.
2: Yeah. And the other thing is um, the whole thing is graphical data. So basically, that it would um, would paint on the screen. I, I, I know that's probably not hard, either, because I've seen bots putting all kinds of graphical output on the screen, so um, just just track this vector data like location and maybe some other things uh, on the screen to really show you the mining path, for example, right?
1: Yeah, Dan's offering in the chat. And then then output little...
2: that in a graphic file or something like that as a screenshot.
1: Yeah, give uh, Dan or Purple Wave a call, af- uh, a message after this, uh, he's offering some help, so.
0: Yeah, these, these are not uh, not really high tech things uh, you're asking. Uh, and I mean, we, we would be bot, happy to the,
2: have. The, the bot would really only use uh, used as an um, output tool, right? I mean, it wouldn't even have to do any input. The or the mm-hmm. only input that it could reasonably do is like it's uh, the bot could probably uh, do pixel perfect uh, placement of workers. Uh, s- to allow you to systematically test different uh, initial mining positions and how, from there, it would mine. Because what what really interests you as a map maker or as a player and as a map maker making maps for actual human players is, of course, um, what automatic mining paths workers would take and not what a, a, a highly optimized bot. With continuous orders of any kind could achieve, right? But just yeah, absolutely. What your normal mining would give you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, um, that is the way. Basically, that's that's uh, one of the simplest things you can do to just order a worker to harvest uh, through uh, with a bot, and that worker will use the built-in algorithm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, or, uh, or just not the worker
2: real or the bot just realizes if you, as a player, control the or which which any any worker you have selected basically that starts tracking that one, something something like that at least for a start.
1: I okay. think Dan Dan or some of the other bot authors they could do all of that in a couple of hours. I'm it's sure. Not a big deal. I'm sure. Um, I just had a sort of a side question that's related to this. Um, we were talking about beacons earlier. Um, in the like the campaign missions it's possible to have beacons that teleport units from one location to another is that possible to do within the context of a melee map or is that restricted oh, because to, like, that's, that's
2: triggered behavior it's just a trigger if um you on top of the beacon there's a location and on top of the target Well, if you if you look closely at those uh campaign missions it won't even tra- uh, teleport your units to the other beacon because that would then uh, immediately activate the uh, teleport back trigger but it uh-huh. will teleport them to a to a, to another location near the beacon right and then it's just if player x brings any unit or any any man at this beacon location then move this unit to the other location very simple thing um and play a teleport sound on top of that, right? Which is part of the standard sounds uh, of Starcraft. So um, that's that's a, a triggered behavior, and therefore you cannot use something like that in melee maps.
1: Uh, that's unfortunate. I was just hoping that there would be a way to just have a portal between like two bases. <laughs> <or laughs> like
2: that would that would make probably make for a, a, a fun kind of map, although also a very. Uh, <laughs> very confusing Mac probably, if you yes. overdo it at least, but um, no, you, you can't actually do that. Not in the proper melee map.
0: I would love to uh, do uh, create a bot like this on stream, but uh, at this point I, I I don't dare promising anything because... You mean a
2: yeah. mining tracker? Or?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a reasonable amount of work, I think, and it would be real fun, and if we, we could make a tool that uh, you and or or any map maker can use that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean it's not in, even that the bot. I guess publishing the bot wouldn't be the problem either. But um, basically, in the end, what I hope to achieve is well, okay, you can use the bot, but you you could also just. Uh, I just want to have the tables basically of mining data, which then would help you to just look at the numbers and then design your mineral lines from that, for example. So you could have... Um, what um, if
0: what if it would uh, be just a website where you upload your map and uh, there is an automated testing pipeline and you, you get your data back? Would that be awesome?
2: It could, of course, be also like a next step. But then again, um,
1: you probably want more low level. You want to be able to see it live and inspect uh, so. uh, we'll think... it. Why though? Why though? I
2: But you know, um, you can, of course, go and okay, i just put some mineral line in and then let the bot check uh, whether uh, that's balanced or not for all races and all locations and stuff like that. Um, and if it isn't, then maybe you try something else and then it's tr- just trial and error. But
1: um, hmm.
2: you could also go ahead and just have, have tables of numbers and look at them and then um, basically find from that the most ideal uh, constellations that you can lo- you, uh, just. Use I mean,
0: if we made well Valtiessi made an uh, in-browser replay viewer, then uh, I see no reason why this thing couldn't be viewed in browser.
2: Okay, but but let let's talk about that then in detail another time. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just <laughs> because, wishful
0: um, thinking here.
2: I'm yes, so- but you know that, that's all theory by now and. Um, yeah, maybe we can have someday have something like that, and that would be great. But um, I'd just be happy to have some minimal functionality right now, and to just get raw data. That's what I am most interested in, of course, as a map maker. Because well, all these fancy other things are cool, but um, basically, what, what one of the really last things that I think really lack for for designing maps is really have reliable raw data on absolutely exact rates of mining under certain controlled conditions. Because of course, it's a complicated topic. If you have some very weird constellation of, of uh, um, for example, um, pathfinding regions around your minerals and your resource depot, then all your data goes out the window because workers will take some very weird inefficient paths and uh, will be very slow therefore, and that's something you want to avoid anyway. But you know, if, if um, you have very simple layouts of um, um, pathfinding regions, like in the, in the easiest easiest case or simplest case, um, if the, all the resources and the uh, resource depot are uh, in the same, pathfinding region, then, um, then that should give you, um, give you some reliable data. And of course, um, you could then write, see, okay. If, 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 the, the workers have to, uh, cross between different pathfinding regions under cer- certain conditions has. Yeah, so that actually, uh, and the effect on the uh, mining grade, for example, which isn't, so clear uh, from just observing in game. Uh, just because it the, the worker looks fine and normal doesn't mean they don't lose uh, don't lose um, a frame here or there, right? So um, that would be another thing to look at then.
1: Do uh, you're talking about frame uh, frame briefly there, but uh, does the uh, I'm not so familiar if the map size or amount of features impacts the game frame rate or function. No, not in the, frame way. Rate. Uh, the
2: frame rate is, of course, fixed unless your computer is, uh, well, way, way underpowered <laughs> or you're running whatever else on it and it can't take up with the game. But no, it, it, I, um, that's not the problem. I don't know what's what's what do you really want to know? Uh, what's your question? I was just about? curious
1: if the map size or number of features or doodads or critters or stuff has any impact on um, uh, like the performance aspects of play on a map.
2: Of um, course, the, the, uh, Starcraft runs on a on a well. As far as 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 far as inputs and and and, but you know all that, right? As as bot developers, it's you have a fixed frame rate. Every like, I think on fastest, it's like, what's it? How every how many milliseconds it, it runs a full cycle of, uh, of, of, of running all the orders and stuff like that, right? That that's the logical frame rate that it runs on. That's fixed. That sh- and a app shouldn't really impact this. And it's a game from like twenty years ago, right? So, uh, if it could, uh, it shouldn't really, uh, anyway, really tax any current machines. So, uh, that shouldn't be a problem, though. No. Okay. Even then, I was just curious. You're you, you experiencing some some lag, basically, or yeah, right. You, you, um, the frames will take longer to execute. the The game will stutter, but I don't think that that shouldn't really uh, influence uh, the actual gameplay beyond the point of like, player uh, annoyance.
1: One thing we run into on the uh, bot dev side is that um, larger, more complex maps take more time to analyze at game start. So it's not unusual for bots to whereas um, a human would start and play the game immediately with a lot of bots when you start the match a bot might take a 10 second pause right where it looks like they're timing out but they're not really timing out what they're doing is that's no, just
2: map the, the, the the bot part of the map analyzing or right right it's only the I mean I, I of think that's, complexity I mean even even from the, the the starcraft engine part I guess a more complex map could take longer to load for a few milliseconds or whatever. Because, um, of course, the game does various steps of pre-analysis, like determining determining pathfinding regions, stuff like that, uh, various analysis, uh, analysis on uh, uh, terrain, like terrain levels, and where stuff is walkable, and, you know, determining which... Uh, it's mostly to determine pathfinding and... To find bases for uh, for the AI stuff like that, that's all thing that's uh, done at game start. Like replacing uh, unit sprites with proper units, setting up the starting locations with uh, all the required units in a melee match. That's all things, of course, the the game has to do on the fly at game start because they are not uh, part of the actual map file, but um, Beyond that, I don't, uh, yeah, that, that's, that. and yeah, um, of course, the bots have to analyze a map too. That was one of my questions that I had on uh, on uh, my notices here. Um, what does a bot actually do? Um, of course, for, for players, um, when they first uh, play a new map, they're probably uh, very, very lost Uh, many haven't even looked at the map picture or something like that they don't even know where their opponent spawns uh first first player games on maps can be very funny to watch uh bots probably uh have at least uh get full uh full information of all the terrain and resources and stuff like that that's correct is there any any learning curve as far as specific maps are concerned for for bots? Are there bots that, for example, learn uh, things or test out and learn or improve on specific tactics or strategies or things like wall-ins or whatever on a specific map or?
1: Yeah, they they use their map analysis tools to help them generate wall-ins. There's actually libraries for uh, Terran Zerg, and Protoss libraries—all three, uh, along with there's something called map caching. So some bots generate their map analysis live at game start, and other authors ch- prefer to do their map analysis offline and pre-generate a map cache file that then they load with their bot, and their bot asks that at game start. Um, and those cache files are pretty interesting. They're generated by most bots use a program called Bwem, or Bwm-Community uh is really commonly used and it actually um shows a very fairly pretty overlay of the map um it's like a layer of abstraction of the map in a lot of cases you know it shows where the mining points are the minerals the bases the different zones a lot of bots treat um like the main and the naturals different parts in ramps so they know where to defend and attack and divide the map up into different pieces between them and their opponent Um, I think you might find the BWEM um map analysis cache files fairly interesting um, if you were to get into those. Um that's something we could show you how to play with offline after this. Yeah,
2: okay. <laughs> that's that's certainly something that sounds very interesting to look at, yes. Okay. Um next topic. Oh, what what da- what that's a bot. If, it, if a bot opens a map, what does it actually see then? Here, I'll show you.
1: This is, let me show you what this looks like.
2: Okay, is, is this just some raw data that uh, Bw API gives you or is it just uh, is, already what a specific bot does?
1: This is BWEM, which is a map analysis tool. And this is what it looks like visually when it does analysis. So if you load that bwm.sourceforge.net, can you post these links? So Over oh, yeah, I already the did. The Twitch. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so you can see what these look like visually. Um, if you go to that bwm.sourceforge.net and you just kind of scroll down and look at these visualizations, do you get an idea of what they're doing here? Okay. Um.
2: Okay. So, for example, okay, let's let's go then through some spec specific stuff here. So, it it is, for example, able to r- uh, realize that there are uh, buildings blocking off a certain part of the main on Andromeda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, from there, it would do what? Or that is or that in how far so, do do bots react to something like that?
0: It just provides. Can be. Oh, sorry. Go the, on. The
1: the um the map analysis tool just provides data that the bot uh, can then use, and different authors use that data differently, right? So they may make a whole wide variety of decisions from this, or they may only use a small portion of it. Some bots might not even realize that um, there are RAMs they might not understand what they are or how they operate they might some bots might only recognize like my main and natural bases that they get and use that from the um uh BW-EM. B- BW-EM actually stands for brood war easy map what's it what, what's the name again yeah, how, uh, how, does
2: bot, how does a bot for example decide uh, which expansions to take when it in what order
1: that's all internal decision making and is completely separate from the map analysis uh, it's better to think of bots rather than as like all one thing as is separate subsystems so most bots you know they have sort of a um, uh, it's like an overarching program but they'll have like a map analysis program a mining program a building program a fighting program you know and so they're different and in some bots, those systems don't even talk to each other almost, except very rarely. Um, uh, some bots are more cohesive than others, but a lot of them are sort of these independent in- entities that work together to play the game. Um, and so, but really it's up to the bot author to use as much it, as they, they want. will have to agree
2: on, on, on how to, to distribute resources at least, right?
1: Kind of. Uh, sometimes they fight about that internally. <laughs> so you, okay. so... what? So, so if you imagine that uh, I I'm, I have a bot and that um, you have competing requests, right? The portion of the bot that wants resources to build more workers and the combat simulator might be requesting different things and how do you decide what the priority is? Do I build workers or do I build combat units? Or do I build more tech and more buildings, right? I mean, those are higher level decision-making within the bot and some of the most difficult portions of a bot to write um, is deciding which item gets priority uh, when you have competing priorities. Yeah, that's of course
2: also where players have to face their important decisions. Yes. And the answer for players of course would be, okay, scout what your opponent is doing and figure out where you can uh, George, an advantage, right? Um, so, what's a bot doing? Oh, nope. uh, It
0: yeah. depends. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking, I think. Um, I'm not sure how to answer that. <laughs> um, okay, let, let's... Uh, uh there's like 20
1: different answers to that question <laughs> so it's really <laughs> hard uh, let's let narrow that bot- there's different ac- there's different theories of how bots should be designed and different ways that they operate and there's not agreement on any of that right and so you know one group thinks you know you know uh, comment simulator like purely does decisions you know some are, are more integrated in what uh what the requests are for units and stuff like that so it's it's it depends it, from bot to bot and system to system. Um, it gets into like theory of AI and theory of development, they're not short answers. Okay. So let's
2: go back to some specific, uh, net-specific features like Andromeda has those, and not only Andromeda, it's standard feature, right? Um, has those uh, depleted mineral fields blocking the island expansions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: because it's such a standard feature, I would guess that any halfway uh, advanced bot would know how to deal with that, do they?
1: There's only two or three bots that are capable of clearing minerals to take island expansions, and that's it of the whole list.
0: Oh, but um, many more bots do that accidentally <laughs> the, uh, because yeah. it's, it's just uh, the workers have this default command Uh, mine the closest mineral and when the main is depleted that blocking mineral will be the closest one and they mine it out and hey now we can take that expansion so
1: but the process Um, of actually picking up a worker taking it to expansion and mining it and not picking up a worker that already has mined something and is holding something in its mouth that process uh, there's only a couple that can do it um, and human, they're pretty limited. A, hard for a bot. Do you think yeah. SCVs
0: hold stuff in their mouth
1: <laughs> in their drill hands, whatever? <laughs> um, that's
2: but but in front of them. I think
1: bot authors only really fix stuff that they're losing to, and so you know that's where the incentive lies. And so, generally speaking, so there if are only no a third of the mass an
2: island based strategies.
1: Very few of those, the because only a third of the maps have islands of any kind in the general pool. Um, if you develop a feature that uses an island, it's only used on a third of the maps, and so it's not a generalizable feature, right? It's not. It doesn't help the mainline bot development. It's sort of an extra add-on, and so the in, unless there's a really strong incentive for it, incentive for it for a specific map or tournament, uh, authors are generally on the sort of general improvement path rather than the specific um, map specific improvement path, uh, just because it's more efficient for them long term in terms of time and development cost. So
2: why does uh right of valkyries actually show you terrain levels and the others do not Is that just some options you can click on and off or
1: i'm not sure specifically in this example i know that uh, bwm does show mat, uh train levels on walkable terrain where the mineral blocks are um, kind of border zones and regions between bases Um, And actually that's one of the areas that bots struggle with the most is not differentiating reasoning between bases that have resources, but differentiating the open map regions on a map and dividing those into sort of virtual sections um, and understanding those because that can be very confusing for a bot Uh, because oftentimes bots are commanded to build buildings in a region. So if you look at these maps and say, oh, I want to order my bot to make a proxy, I might pick that it will go in like a central reason towards my opponent. But in, on some of these maps, that area can be very large. So um, where those buildings actually end up can vary by a large degree, game to game in some cases.
0: By the way, uh, How does
1: bot determine
2: uh, build placement actually? I mean, I, I watched your uh, live coding session on Sunco's uh, uh, YouTube channel. And it seems like, what, that, what does that use? Just some, is that just the, the automatic building placement that the internal AI also uses or?
0: Uh, not, uh, not quite. It's uh, what we call default is just uh, an algorithm that uh, starts in usually at your main nexus or or uh, command center or uh, hatchery and goes around in a circle until it finds a suitable location. So basically,
2: so that's that's so basically that's a default option that BW API has. Uh,
0: no, in, no, in it's just for. a very very simple thing to implement. So uh, many many authors just go. Co- uh, it's like a few lines of code, and there is a code example on the SSCIT page. It's it's not default, but it it is a well known well known and very simple algorithm that anyone can do basically, and yeah. Some of them even
1: there do, much, do it's, it's random
2: match. Yeah.
1: Uh, sorry. So I can even do random placement like they just pick a radius and just keep trying places where the building will fit until it places. Okay. <laughs> Some Perfect. of the uh, the newer ones, yeah. That's, but the more cool. advanced ones are much more sophisticated, but yeah. That's what I wanted to ask, right?
2: You can do like all kind of random or like where it fits building placement which will lead to very chaotic bases and not really use the building space efficiently and might even block your own units in and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, most human players, of course, use very uh, sophisticated and often map-specific uh, building placements, right? Yeah. Um, and how far can bots do this at this point?
1: Quite far. So, there McGrave wrote a piece of software. What's the abbreviation for it again, Sanko? Uh, um, it does building placement by blocks using pro, pro um, building block recreation. I think it's uh,
0: BWEB.
1: BWEB, yes, is the name of it. Um, and basically, they look like pro Protos building blocks so it builds the gateways and specific structures to ease access coming out of them it's also capable of calculating correct um uh, ffe wall ends for protoss that are really really good on almost all maps it continuously gets updated over time
2: that's mostly uh based on what players are doing or
1: yes it is i helped influence with um mcrave to basically use player inspired um, uh, placements uh, as ideal I, ones. And basically, it calculates. Uh, for, for, just for
2: Wallins or for everything? Both
1: well, well, Wallins, it does Wallins uh, for Terran, it does uh, FFE, it does building placement blocks, um, it does um, several other things. It actually does uh, Zerg based Wallins too. Um, and placement for sockets also uh, yeah, So it's a pretty sophisticated piece of soft piece of software, there,
2: but there's one thing that uh, immediately comes to my mind there which is one thing players or at least protos and Terran players for the most part want to do is of course they want to set up one dedicated macro area in their base right which is basically just one ideally screen sized piece of terrain where they can place like 12 or more uh or if you if you do it right you can easily fit like 12 or even up to 20 uh like gateways or factories in just one screen right because that's important because then you can just set one macro hotkey there and click through all the buildings and get a full round of building going Um, a bot of course would not have to do this and would probably be better off like for example building all their production facilities against the edge of the map or something like that with lots of moving space in between where for example you could very easily move your units back in to defend against drops and stuff like that yeah
0: you're correct it's a screen screen uh, is not a think for bots, they don't look at the screen, they access the units directly, therefore uh, the m- macro looks a little bit different. Uh, and there are some bots have uh, very advanced sim cities as well, but mostly they just place uh, uh, their production facilities in a big blob, and maybe they have a wall of uh, independent of, of that. But uh, for example, uh, IronBot and Hopen uh, can wall off in a way that it uses liftable terrain buildings, so it's it's a gate, it, uh, so it opens and closes the door, and the units move move out. So bots can do that too.
1: I, I uh, put a couple of links in there for BWEB, which you can uh, probably post over into the chat, Sunco, um regarding uh, how it's its operation and internal functions, as well as a post from Jay. Uh, describing a little bit more about how it works, and its function.
0: Yep, done. One
1: more question to the
2: graphics. Uh, Why doesn't it uh, recognize the ridges on Heartbreak Ridge?
1: Let me look. So this version of BWEM is actually the older build. It's a couple years behind. The version of BWM that we use now is called BWM-Community, and it has more features and more updated functionality. Uh, but that one doesn't have these nice visuals to go with it, at least uh, not easily linkable. Um, but I'm not sure if it uh, tracks the ridges uh, on the newer version. This older version, obviously, as you can see, yeah, it doesn't track the ridges on Heartbreak Ridge correctly
2: or the high ground. This is some of the most important strategic or Yes. Yeah Mm unit movement specific features of the map, so, yeah, okay.
1: And that's one of the things that's always going on, because map analysis features are kind of um, um, segments are sort of developed along in parallel with um, the bots. Um, Most people don't write their own terrain analyzer because of the complexity of it. They normally use one of the pre-built ones um, and uh, integrate features from that. And so they, those that development sort of happens in parallel. And then it happens, the development on the Map Analyzer happens in response to new map features or issues that come up as, you, as uh, testing is happening for different tournaments. So someone will find a bug related to a specific map that's being used in the tournament and then a couple people get together and they write an update for the map analyzer. And then everyone else will sort of inherit that update um, okay. if they update to the newer version of that specific piece of software.
2: So, Like for example, if now um, you would decide to play uh, on our Coven. Because like that has got very uh, got it just got a ton of non-standard features on it. What would happen? What would the bots do? Or what would the map do to the bots? Um, <laughs>
1: well, um, and I guess the first question and, is into what Into the state... map analyzers, of course. Only yeah. one way to
0: find out. <laughs> that's yeah, that's my answer. That,
2: that's what I'm suggesting. Yes. Um, You only use this map for a month and we'll see what happens now. Yeah, go on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, you load it and see, I mean, sometimes the map analyzer just completely crashes and blows up right at start, right? (laughs) And so the, you know, the first stage is to get past that and and then it's trying to make it accurate. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of it, right? You know, the map analyzers have been updated to cope with things like Sparkle and Third World and other, very complex maps over time. Um, inner Coven is kind of a lot though, right? And so unless there's a tournament that has inner, it's the same problem that you were talking about with uh, tournaments and ladders. Unless Inner Coven makes it into a bot tournament or ladder, the incentive to work on it is not super high, right? Um, but it is still sort of an interesting project to keep the train analysis uh, software um, and libraries updated for uh, the new maps that come out and come through the system. So
0: I guess if uh, this scene would be bigger, then you would get a competitive edge by uh, writing your own Terran analyzer library. But uh, like Antigas said, these libraries are providing you some set of data and you can use utilize that more efficiently than other bots uh this terrain analyzer library can help you to find choke points and design all-ins, but it can also help you to improve your pathfinding and i guess find hind ground spots and uh i can imagine a few we other things of
2: it are not that important on an on an island map though so
0: yeah just an example
2: last time you asked me about what i think what could exploit in maps, and now I would like to give that question back in slightly altered form. Um, what do bots already uh, exploit in maps, and what do you think players could actually learn from that?
1: I can comment a little bit about that. Um, bots have extremely precise base-to-base distance tracking uh, especially the higher level ones. And I think that um, maybe outside of the very top few of human players, there isn't enough tracking of base-to-base distances with in relation to um, especially Ling brushes uh, going on in human world. Uh, we've discovered that, um, well, it shouldn't surprise too many people, but... Um, For instance, FFE cannon timing versus specific openings, even from different map positions, um, can be extremely abusable um, if you have the timing down to like under a second. (laughs) Um, The same thing goes with, you know, DT rushes or other things that are involved detection. Um, The difference in travel time for a DT based on where you build the gateway and when it'll arrive based on the average time that people average game time that people put down a turret if you manage that very carefully and track it precisely um, it can be very abusable um, so those are those are things that come up immediately um, and are fairly obvious I think to most folks other items are um, how much high ground impacts um, fights um i think humans tend to underestimate the value of it um, and some bots take pretty um, aggressive advantage of those features both in terms of their ground army placement but also high ground abuse in terms of air units um, uh, uh, there are some bots that use carriers very effectively in combination with high ground with restricted vision um, uh, to great effect for example uh, so so those are some things that come to mind what
0: comes to mind to you Sanko? actually uh the only thing i want, uh that immediately came to mind is is visibility exploit like you said with the carriers uh, visibility high ground and maybe picking picking your uh choke points a little bit better not not uh, in a walling of sense but uh when doing an engagement i see human players like Rushing into the slaughter uh, too many times. Uh, you shouldn't engage in, in bridges in certain situations. But yeah, other than that, basically what you said, I don't have much more to add. Uh,
1: there's also, just to um, put a little more information there on the link side, there's some positions on some maps where uh, FFE versus four pool is, for instance, not possible. Uh, just a heads up, and I don't know that many human players know that
2: or um, I think most human players would agree that 4-pool is pretty much a hard counter against uh, FFE or any other greedy build, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, it, it's understanding, you know, do you need to go, because most humans do the cannon on 10. um and there's some interest there's some bots that are in some positions on certain mats where you're forced into doing a cut and doing the first cannon on nine if you want to survive a four pull for example Um, Blind counter. yes right so there are some blind counter aspects there
2: wouldn't even do so yeah Yeah. unless you 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 kind of play the mind game and think your opponent will like four or five pull you this
1: game, that Right, uh, and also understanding what maps like nine pool no gas, links versus Protoss with a specific timing, what exactly you can get away with in terms of build, uh, building timing and placement as Protoss is pretty important. And I find that humans are not very precise about it and that there's a fair number of situations where that can be exploited. Also the canon add speed behind FFE's with most humans is not precise enough. I'm actually running a bot build order that was invented by the Cherry Pie team on ladder to great success exploiting humans deficiencies in building placement and timing uh personally so there's some of that going on there's some lessons coming out of this world that i think human players are not really aware of or the way of the ability uh, to exploit them uh, another example is that starcraft was never really designed with the human ability to control a large amount of lanes at the same time it was never balanced around that I always assumed that you, you could only attack with you know a couple of dozen and then I'll kind of attack in a line and not be carefully organized. That person, uh, yes. Right. And the power of lings in high volume, um, is pretty exploitable. Uh, their, their cost versus their combat performance health and damage output is outrageous. Um, and i have been abusing that as well, playing on ladder, <laughs> you know, I'm doing things like, you know, um, uh, you know, three hatchery versus Terran, you know, the third hatchery is an expand, but going very quickly to Hive and v- into very high link counts uh, to a degree that most humans don't use because they don't understand the math of how good links are. Links are actually better for cost versus Archons, even when Archons have upgraded. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I mean, links, I mean, pa- yeah, particularly crack links, are better yes. than anything. There's a, yeah, pure damage output
2: per. Investments. So, They're basically,
1: free anyway. Yeah. Humans humans know cracklings are good, but they probably have never seen the actual Yeah, but they can only on so paper. fast
2: select them and send them on
1: Suicide. Right. Indeed. So. <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah, yeah. There's limits, but as a human, what I can do is I can pre stack up groups and attack in a coordinated fashion, almost like a bot, if I organize that carefully. Um, in a way that I think humans are probably not using enough. Um, So there's some lessons that have come out of that, I think, uh, that are pretty interesting.
0: Okay, and uh, as a closing thought, I'd like to add that uh, I think this is a beginning of brainstorming uh, about human versus AI meta. Which I'm I'm really hoping to see as the Schneier project develops, and yeah, I, I have the Schneier project on my mind like pretty much twenty four seven. But I need to give you
1: access frequently as a closed beta tester, <laughs> bring you into the fun.
0: Actually, actually yeah. yes, I wanted to talk if to I you about that. If I actually
2: had the time to play, um... <laughs> but okay.
0: OK, guys, uh, t- uh, it, this has been awesome, as uh, it was last time, but we have to cut it short this time. And freaking I would love to have you back. Uh, I hope, hope we can arrange Anytime. that. And uh, yeah, uh, let's end the stream. And uh, thanks for everyone uh, for listening. And see you next time.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. And um, looking forward to the AIST tournament.
2: See you there. Bye. Thanks for the uh, interesting discussion. Bye.